0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run and on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its loud and nights. we fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, on
1: Tottenham, it in the, the it's episode 13, season four of the Tottenham Watsmer Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John Steckles from urchester Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. And Jess Nichols from Staines.
2: Howdy, how are we, people?
1: Right, um Yesterday, um, you know, there are there are times when each week or each or yeah each each week when I do this podcast where i really look forward to it um but after a after a game like yesterday it's really difficult to bring yourself t- together to do to do a podcast that that being said often it can be a was it john you said it's it's a cathartic experience talking about it so let's let's talk about it um john what what went wrong what why did why did we not turn up yesterday?
3: Uh, Were well, we drugged? Um, they certainly looked like it. I think there was not one player on that pitch that was above 50% and that's being polite. Um, I'm disappointed and angry. Um, if you look at the result in isolation, we have one or two of those a season and I think it smart and hurts so much because it was that, that lot that it, it it happened to. They looked hungrier. They look more up for it. They looked a little bit more organised than us. Um, You know, and I think we talked briefly, really briefly after the game jab, and we were talking about what games we've got coming up. But I can't, at that time, it's difficult to look past the game that's in front of you. A a performance like that in a North London derby is unacceptable. Uh, If the way we've been playing and performing, um, you know, people thinking we're over that look at us we turned up against Real Madrid we turned up against Liverpool we can play playing well we're organized and then that happens and it's all back to a square one
1: okay but before before I bring in Jess just just one question on you By well, one point on performances you said you didn't think anybody was above 50% what about Sanchez like, what about Sanchez surely
3: San, Sanchez was yeah but again it, it, he could have been sixty percent. The rest of the t- the rest of the team w- weren't there. If he, he could have had a hundred percent game, but mm. it doesn't matter because the rest of the team were fifty percent. So it's he, irrelevant. Plus, it doesn't help that the ref did us over, which didn't help. But it, it it that that kind of performance and not turning up like that is unacceptable in that in that in that game.
1: Jess, it's been a few weeks, obviously, with, with the international break since since the since the Madrid game. I know I know we played Palace a few days after that. But how do you go from? playing champagne football against Madrid to, uh, you know, what was a frustrating day at the office yesterday.
2: Yeah. I always thought it was going to be a tough game, you see. Um, you've got only got a few days to sort of get your players back and obviously you've had to patch a few players up. I, I think there's been a bit of an overreaction to it, to be honest. Yeah, we weren't at our best. You There's no two ways about it. We were not at our best. However... Some of the comments I've read, really, it's like we've been absolutely torn. A new one, we haven't. It was a it was a nip and tuck game right up until Mike Dean and the linesman intervened. You going at half-time nil-nil, which would have been a fair fair reflection of the game. That's a different game. Arsenal have got to come out and change it, they've got to chase it, they're panicking. What I will say about us away from home against the big sizes. We are too timid. We don't go for it. We should just go for it. If, we, if we'd if have gone for it and lost 2-0, got hit on the counter a couple of times, the reaction would have been exactly the same for the fans. Don't absolutely, do not kid yourself, it would have been any different. It would have been exactly the same. 2-0 is what people look at. Yes, we were not our best. I get that. But, you know, even right at the end, Son had a sitter. If Czech if hadn't have made that brilliant save from Darn, it's 2-1 with 10 minutes to play. I'm telling you, Arsenal would have been... Their backsides would have been falling out, their shorts. Unfortunately, yeah, the intensity wasn't quite there. But I, I, there's some cobblers being said, we didn't want it. We didn't want this. Arsenal played well. They weren't brilliant. They played well. We were below par. No two ways about it.
1: So, okay, int- interesting you should say that. Because I thought up, un- up until the goal, you could see that... Um. Yeah, Arsenal were, were hungry not not just not just up until the point they scored throughout the game, and, and credit to them, they were, they yeah, they played well. They played well. They were up for it. They, yeah. they, they, they were up for it, and that, that's a contrast to most of the times we we've played them in, in the Pochettino era. This is the first time they really looked hungry, yeah, had a bit, bit of desire. Um, but those up until that goal, as good as they played, um, we went. You the the know, had,
2: had nothing to do.
1: He had nothing to do, but also there was wasn't there that chance where Kane broke through fairly early on. Um,
2: Yeah, Kane. Kane had a chance. Kane had another headed chance. They had a couple of sort of. There was definitely a problem in that in our left sort of channel in between Davies and whoever was on the left hand side. There was there was too much of a gap there, and Lacazette sort of come out wide and Bellerin's quite quick as well. But I put that down to the fact that when you take Dyer out of centre midfield, then Dembele does not cover the ground like Dier does. Mm. He just doesn't. Then Dembele needs to play alongside a Wanyama or a Dyer or someone that can get around that pitch because Winks isn't really that sort of player either. So we've sort of lost two players yesterday. We've lost obviously lost Toby and we've obviously lost Dyer in his most effective role because obviously Dyer's then covering for Toby. But, but even, even, I mean
3: don't you think don't you think the other person in midfield should have been sitting alongside dembélé and helping him out instead of yeah. going wandering forward and not producing mm. anything
2: but we didn't but we didn't play that way that wasn't the way we set up we set up with dembélé just holding really i think you take a bit away from Ericsson when you do that I- I mean, Deli Alli as well didn't quite. You know, there's, there was a number of times when we got Deli Alli into very good positions and he didn't produce one in the first half. You had Kane on the back post, Deli Alley was inside the box and it, he, was, he had acres of space and scuffed his shot. Whereas if he'd have actually got his head up and he either got a proper shot off, he could have just clipped it around the back post towards Kane and Kane had a tap in. So, is, for me, do you know what? Yes, you know he reminded me of. Yes, he reminded me of a complete role reversal. We know that, apart from the last two years, Arsenal have been the better side, and we can't really argue with that. They've been, they've been a better side than us. And we used to turn up, roll our sleeves, and get stuck right in. And we got the odd decent result. Bale getting a couple of goals at White Hart Lane uh, when Mason Mason school is 1-0 up for plenty of time. It seemed yesterday, Arsenal were the underdogs, so they rolled their sleeves up. We were the favourites, even though we weren't the bookies' favourites at all. Um and thought, OK, all we've got to do is play our normal game, we'll get the result, and, and that'll, be, that'll be the end of it. And I thought it was a bit of role reversal Yes, the Arsenal played like the underdogs and rolled their sleeves up and got on with it, whereas we just try to do what we normally do. The biggest thing for me is when you're 1-0 or 2-0 down with 45 minutes to go, and you've, kept, you've tried to play your football and it hasn't worked, and it hasn't worked now for an hour. I think if we've really... One thing I've... Uh, it's, it's hard to criticise a manager because the manager knows what he wants. But for me, you, the, at the time for the prettiness, prettiness is gone. Get Ali running off a cane or get Laurenti off. Get Ali in behind. Try and change, change something. Change your dynamic. We're losing 2-0. We've got nothing to lose. Sometimes I think we try and play football for too long. and we, In fact, we, we never stop. We never, we never go direct. I think we went direct yesterday once and Laurenti... Won the flick on it fell to Sun and some really yeah. should score there. I mean it was a bad
1: miss. I think certainly, okay, it probably wasn't maybe an urgency for with our play throughout the game. But I think I just think the way Pochettino sets up, I, I I don't think we ever. If you read his book, there was a there was a section in there where he refers to I can't remember what game it was last season, but it was a game we were chasing, and. And he talks about, you know, not going, not going route one. Not, not, you know, it was all very much about sticking to to our guns and our yeah. principles, rightly or wrongly. Yep. And, yep. and, and I think he was. Which is
2: he, why I won't criticise him, really. Which,
1: yeah, I mean, he, he was of the opinion that, you know, be, be resolute with that. And nine out of ten times, um, you're going to carve an opening. Um, but I think, and that's fine. But I think what, what's, um, what was lacking was urgency at times yesterday. Um, the goals. Um, a lot has been made about the about the f- whether they were offside, whether whether it's a free kick or not. Um, we had a question from Greg Taylor, who says, "Do you think Mike Dean sometimes overcompensates for the myth that he's a Spurs fan? Not that that's why we lost. The Goons were better than us on the day." Um, well, he, did the
3: Swan- he did the Swansea game as well and he denied his two-nailed-on penalties in that. So maybe there is something in it. But that, that first decision, if that's, not a ta- if, that, if that's not a fair tackle, then football's dead because there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing.
2: It w- it he was pulled a- it up for the grappling before the tackle. That, but, there, but again, there was nothing. It was two players going for the same ball. Yeah,
3: he, he, was, he was indicating like he was pulling his shirt or dragging him down, but there was no yeah, hand, no, there was no, no grip, there it was
2: wasn't. nothing. Absolutely nothing in that at all. Did um, you hear Wenger's comment after?
3: Yeah, he thought he it said, was a foul.
2: Oh, yeah. He said, oh, "I've seen it now. It was definitely a foul." And the report went, "What?" He, the reporter even sort of like went, "Huh." Yeah, no. but he,
3: he's a he's a myopic French cunt. Anyway, so oh, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprised, and, and in fact, the joke is, I'm surprised he sh- he, he, he saw it. Yeah, you know well, I mean? yeah, but he didn't but, see the offside. Apparently, uh, to, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest God. with you, those offsides they they were very close, and in the heat of the game and the speed that it's played. You know, that sometimes they get missed. But to say that was a foul is an absolute joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but maybe he is overcompensating. Um, you know, it, the, I don't got... think
2: he's doing it deliberately. I don't right. think it's a deliberate. I think it's a sort of subconscious thing where he actually wants to be seen not to be favouring Spurs rather than wants to be seen being biased against Spurs. If you yeah. know what I mean. So he's just making sure, you know, having that sort of extra thought. Oh, was that could could that have been a foul? Rather than thinking, was that foul there? And maybe his decision process is sort of slightly altered. But for me, the the the, the, the second goal is not. It's a perfectly felt fine goal. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not. It's not offside. The first goal is is a very simple offside. And in a set piece, you've got players that are standing still at the time the ball's kicks. It's not difficult. The second goal is is a fine goal. It's it's it's. But it doesn't happen if the referee and linesman do their job for the first goal.
1: On the second goal, do, do either of you, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but do either of you think Lloris should have done better, c- come yeah, off his uh, line?
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it hits Sanchez and goes, it goes, luckily, drops on Sanchez's foot. That ball could have quite easily gone anywhere. And I think Lloris tried to anticipate the ricochet, did get Cornish back foot and fell over. I, I can't attach any blame to Larice for that.
3: I think I think he should have done better. I don't think you should be scoring from that close at that angle with the goalkeeper in the position he's in. I really don't.
2: Yeah, he, maybe he, but the ball it's the way the ball hit Sanchez and just fell straight into his path. It could have gone anywhere. But
3: mm-hmm. Loris is falling backwards rather than standing yeah. up and, being, and making himself large and the ball I think goes it's the top Because he's trying
2: to anticipate where it's going. I don't that that movement it it's because of the way the ball hit Sanchez and f- just drops in front of him. It could have gone behind him which would have Lloris time to cover. But I think Dyer maybe should have done a little bit better in the way he challenged Sanchez. He seemed to stay the wrong side of him for the whole point. He should have tried to at least get across across him and in front of him and, and try to get a block on. But it's one of them that could, that could have quite easily gone anywhere. It, it, it could have come off Sanchez, gone straight in. It was just one of them goals and it's typical that, you know, you have that distraction of conceding a, a, a poor goal from every sort of angle from the... Uh, um, refereeing from also the defending point of view and then you get that goal to it so really what shouldn't be happening is that great big gap allowing Lacazette to run into that space that that is that is the key point there that should not be happening and so, unfortunately that well, was the issue
3: there for me their front three pressured and harried our our back line all game and they did it really well like we normally do to teams and I, I think it made us panic a bit on the panic a little bit on the ball they, they,
2: they yeah, played that pressure really well all the way through and, uh, but that's yeah. what we want though that's what we want teams doing because that's why we pass about and mess about a bit on the edge of our own box because we're trying to drag those players out of position Liverpool tried to do exactly the same thing and what we did we passed around them and created we were lucky that Liverpool were not quite as um, well they're awful defensively but it also not great defensively we still had opportunities in that game this
1: um you know obviously we can talk about um both both decisions and, and whether it whether it was a free kick or whether should have been better better the fact is we find ourselves 2-0 down and i think the thing that was really disheartening for me about yesterday not about not not about us and where we're going and the cor- course of this season because i'm not panicking but just yesterday that as a one off um the fact that 2-0 down, we didn't really come back fighting, we didn't show any character on the day, we were second best to everything um, you know there might be, you can you can make excuses or reasons, you can say that alright we had a few players out, we had Toby out, we had when um, you know, armor and obviously Lamella have been out for a while Kane wasn't fully fit he, he struggled, Delhi I don't know if Delhi was was whether it was a fitness thing or he just wasn't at the races yesterday. Um, and
3: Again, again, he's not at the races. And um, you know, Part of the malaise yesterday was definitely him. I don't know if his head's in it anymore. I mm. think he's, he's he
1: wants out. I think he wants gone. But this is the same Dali Alley that against Madrid um, was excellent. Or was that because... Yeah. He's
2: already scored more goals this season than he had by this point last season. Yeah. I, I just think it was one of them. I don't think he he was trying stuff and it went pain head off sometimes that happens that that, that is sport that's why we get out there on a pitch and play it and don't just computer generate it
1: do do either of you think and this is obviously with the benefit of hindsight now um, that we should have set up differently so for example you mentioned Jess earlier Dembele being in front of that um, in front of that back three but not really having anybody you know a Dyer or Wanyama alongside him should we have Perhaps gone with the back four and played Dyer alongside Dembélé.
2: Not, not with hindsight. I thought with what we had yesterday available to us, I would have gone with Vertonghen and Sanchez, Aurea and Rose. But Rose obviously is, that's, that's another case in point. I'd I'd have gone with our best back four we could have picked. Then I'd have had Dyer and Winks if we don't know how fitness. Okay, so if, say Winks wasn't up to ninety minutes, then Dembélé. And then you can pick the three that play ahead yeah. of him, and then you—I think you'd have uh, Ericsson, uh Ali, and so maybe Son would have been a lot more effective, given a little bit more freedom. But we, we, we seem to be scared to go back to that four. You know, that's what I really liked about it early in the season when Pochettino started playing with the three centre halves, is that he was—he would also revert to a four as well. So there was. That flexibility and yesterday we we seem to be a little bit inflexible, which I think you know is is part of our problem. But it's also part of our strength as well. So it's difficult to really say, oh, you've got to chop and change every five minutes because that, that doesn't always work either. So know, mean, it...
3: does does this bring into the question of Poch's game management? Because if you're losing like that and you're getting overrun and the pressure's on, surely. These well, that... are the ideal thing to do would be go to a four push Dyer forward for an extra man in midfield and try and negate that but if he's not seeing these things and not doing it you've got to question his game management and I don't want to have to do that but maybe he did fuck up a little bit on that that occasion but I'd have gone with the same defence that we had but I'd have dropped it into a back four and pushed Dyer forward into the defence you know you can change the game up and we have got the personnel to do it and and also the subs coming up you know was it 70 odd minutes 80 minutes gone not long to go at the end too late to change the game really
1: all right so on, on, on the subs interesting you should mention that so um the conventional wisdom reading um comments on social media was a lot of people had said that they were surprised that both Kane and Deli came off I think I'm alone perhaps in thinking that Pochettino was right to do that because for me Kane offered little he didn't seem fully fit and then so I, I always thought it was going to be Son and Lorento that would come on, um, but I wasn't sure whether it would be Kane coming off and Delhi or it would be Kane and either Delhi or, for me, possibly maybe a, a Sissoko. Um, that's my, my opinion, but I think I'm probably a lone voice in that, unless you guys think otherwise.
3: I'd have, I'd have dragged Sissoko off and put Winks on and, and sat him in behind and pushed Dembele a little bit forward. If I'm honest, I, I can't, don't know why he got 90 minutes. Because he was probably
2: down. our best player, yes, apart from Sanchez. But apart from that, yeah, I don't understand either. I, I, think,
3: I think yesterday he was marmite. I think yesterday he was absolutely marmite for people. I can't see why he was. anybody would say he was our best player yesterday at all. No, no, any, he was our any, best
2: player after Sanchez. No, Easily, no
3: comfortably. No, no, not for me. Not in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. You know, all he did was make driving runs into the box.
2: And that's and, what he's supposed to do, right? Did, We're, we did, might be getting somewhere. Did they lead to any chances? No. Yes, he they left... did. Yes, they did. They led to three chances. First run, he got in, pulled it back for Trippier. It's a lovely cross. In fact, he crossed it. Harry Kane header. Second one, he dragged the defender across to him, made the space, cut it back to Trippier. Trippier slid it into Dele Alli. Alli balls it up. There was plenty of time. Zaka should have been booked for a challenge. He had broken the line and was about to go three on two. Zaka oh, was that when he rugby dragging... tackled him? He, he had his exactly, own and should quote. have got yeah, books. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. oh, clattered him, absolutely clattered. So yeah. Sissoko does well. That is what Sissoko does, and we'll come on mm, to that later. But isn't Sissoko, um, I don't know, a, a throwback to a different era? Really? Do we need somebody like that? Surely, it, one of the okay. So one of the things I find frustrating about Sissoko is, and I think he's he certainly played a lot better for us this season, and some of that is to do with the fact that he's had a pre-season behind him, and he's and he's had time to. To, uh, I was going to say buy into Posh's methods but it's not, not so much buy in he's, he's get, get, you know, get used to them but one of the frustrating things I find with him is yes he's got all the attributes um, you said Jess but when it comes to his passing sometimes and his touch it's not great you know if you contrast that to somebody different player if you contrast that to say Winks for example he's very polished his touch is really good with Winks with with um, Sissoko it just seems a bit heavy and a bit leggy
2: yeah sometimes they're different players Sissoko's pace and power Winks isn't Winks is as you say he's nice and tidy he's neat he can drive but he doesn't drive at any anywhere near the same pace that Sissoko can drive with um at different players this is we keep going on about you know we need sort of different things. Well, Sissoko gives us something different. Now, his passing is better than he's actually given credit for. Look at the ball he plays into rose last year for the winner against Burnley. Look at the ball he plays into a Alley for um, against Southampton to get Nathan Redmond sent off to, when he brought um, wrote, um, Ali down. His passings, but be- what what has happened this summer is he had an option. He could have gone and found football elsewhere. Or he could have knuckled down and got picks. If he wasn't putting the work in, he would not be even on the bench for Spurs. Pochettino does not carry passengers. Sometimes, yeah, he he isn't is, he, he isn't the most finesse player. He isn't, but uh, this you know, football isn't one dimensional. That is why it's such a great sport, and that's why we're chatting about it and having varying uh, mm. opinions today. You need different players in different situations.
1: Yeah, I think I like the contrast, you know, and if, if you're going to make a comparison, maybe, dare I say it, somebody like Patrick Vieira from years gone by, um, Patrick, he's a bit more of a rounded player. He he was he was, that, he was he's, he's, he's a like bit more. Wanyama. He's a bit more rounded. He's got the strength and he's got the drive of of Sissoko, but he's got he's a bit, also bit a bit great more, tackler. Though. He's got a bit more composure. He's got tackler as well, but he's also got a bit oh, more a, a bit, bit more bit more composure on the ball. That's what I he was it, also a liability
2: though Vieira. I mean, what thirteen red cards something like that? Wow! Well, he's a great player. can I mean, we we're, we're missing our Vieira now and Wanyama. I mean, Wanyama. he's such a big miss. Such a big miss.
3: If Lamella's fit, does Sissoko start above him?
2: Depends. Some games, yes. Some games, no. I think what what we've got to remember is Lamella has been out for a year and we don't know what Lamella's going to come back. We just don't know. Until until we know what Lamella comes back, that's an impossible question to answer. Had Lamella been fit and stayed fit, would Sissoko still be at the club? Now, that's another question. Maybe he wouldn't have been, but who knows? Maybe we'd have seen Lamella's dropped off 5%. And once that happens with a professional footballer, you're gone, you're you're toast. So I think we've got to wait until we see which how Lamella is when he comes back. It, it, I, apparently, he played all right yesterday. I was going to so, say,
1: yeah, he played for the under twenty or well, with the under twenty three which is encouraging. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, he's out on the pitch. A lot, a lot of what's going on with Lamella is in between his ears. A lot of yeah. that when, when you have an injury that keeps you out for a year and. and by all accounts, he's he's, he's trying to come back and broken down again. Try to come, it's getting that trust in your body again, because he, even if he plays and he still isn't fully trusting in his body, he's not going to be a hundred percent the player he is because he's always going to hold a bit back, and it's perfectly normal for a human being to think like that. It's not always oh, a laziness. He should. Uh, he's that. We are. What goes on between our ears? You cannot program that. You have to, so that's why, and that's why Pochettino's understood exactly what he's going through. And it's the same with Rose. I think there's a lot been made of Rose not being around yesterday. He's also a long-term injury. He was saying in a week, what he said in a week sounded like he was never going to play this weekend anyway. I think he was allowed to go to England because England have helped us out with his recovery. And it's a bit of a trade-off. Don't take Ali, Kane and Winks, but you can have Rose as long as you look after him. And I think that was what has happened there. I really hope Lamella comes back and is the player he is again. Because if he is, we've got that three behind Kane again, and that three behind Kane all firing gives you another option. Then you can have you can even play maybe one and maybe drop Deli in, in alongside whoever's playing holding, and then you can have Sun up up in a three behind Kane with uh, Ericsson and and.
1: That's that's assume, uh, assuming we Lamella. go assuming we go four two three one.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, that, and that, yeah, but it gives us the option, Jab. I'm well, not saying that's what we do. Yeah, no, of I'm course. just saying it gives us an option.
1: One of the things, you know, Lamella's another one who, who, who divides opinion, and a lot of that is because because he had injury spells when he came in at Spurs initially, and he came in with a big price tag, and he's had injury spells, you know, for the last year or so. People, a lot of Spurs fans, forget that middle bit. They forget 2015, 16. Um, two seasons ago, ago, when he, when he, I think he, I don't know how many games he started, but he was a pivotal part of our success that season. Yeah, he scored Ooh. some
2: good, good goals against yeah. Burnley. Got great couple uh, of assists against uh, City away. And
1: and if you recall, when, 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 if you recall when we played Arsenal two years ago away from home, when it was one all. Um,
2: Set up Chadley, didn't he? Put us put, put one up
1: uh the the season before but yeah yeah but 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 the season after that 2 years ago when it when it was one it, Kane. It, it, Kane got the first one but as i recall that game um he played. He was pressing them. I mean, it wasn't just that game. It was a lot of a lot of that season. But he was pressing the Arsenal players to the point where I think he got substituted towards the end because he, he, he because he, he he's knackered. Put, that's and he, he picked up a yellow or something like that. Um, oh, so right. we, we we miss that element that he provides. Even the beginning of last season, just before he got injured, um, he, he used he was to spark well. the press. He
2: was he was he was the the sort of uh, signature. He was he was like the. Signal to right press. So right, I'll go now. You guys got to follow me with your players. Obviously, not the same player, but yeah, he seems to like set the tone for the yeah. pressing in the top three four. Yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. So it'd be good good to get him back. Um,
2: it's another option. We you know we need every good player we can we can get. It's, an o-
1: it's so. another it's another option. It's another different option. You, know, you were talking there about Styles with with Sissoko and what he brings. Um, arguably, from a creative point of view, you could say. He'll, he offers another outlet, you know. If we're always re- relying on on Ericsson, who was a bit quiet yesterday. Um, just on yesterday's match, we had a question from Richard Healy. Um, after the poorest, two two parts to his question. After the poorest performance since the Geordie habituation oh, God, i can never get that word i didn't I
2: didn't think it was anywhere near our balls performance Le- 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 Lever- yeah worse. Le-
1: Le- was was, far worse. That was pretty bad but anyway um richard says do we need some do we need to in- invest some additional training at improving our ability to then set pieces and the second part of his question is with the quality we've got in our squad um from set pieces um, should we look to improve so for example you know creative corner routines a la the Sheringham-Anderton or Anderton-Sheringham routine of of the 90s. Um, John if I come to you first on that one.
3: We covered the, the corners and the set pieces last week and said that we're you know we're not beating the first man and we we need something like the Sherrington and uh, anderton axis doing something from those then um, and again I'd put Trippier on them um, but yeah i i Poch was a defender he knows how to defend and he was a he was a good one if i as i recall, so i just think it was unlucky mm. that we conceded from that y- yesterday it, again it shouldn't have been a free kick, but I think that we were caught a bit flat footed they just wanted it more is
1: all um jess any thoughts on um
2: well i think in terms of Attacking, I think we don't, we're not determined enough to get our heads on the end of attacking set pieces. We 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 seem to just go through the motion, and we also t- sometimes individuals need to be a little bit brighter. So I mean, but- this not being the first man, but it's a it's a total misnomer. If you any footballer in the world can just lob it into the penalty box, anyone could do that. But to try and get it into an area with whip at pace to make it hard to defend. Unfortunately, sometimes that first man is going to intercept because they're put there. They're put there for a reason to stop those dangerous balls being put in. Um, as for the goal, you see, we defended it perfectly. We kept the line. The player stole a yard march. The linesman should have seen that. It wasn't a difficult decision. That's, that's what you do from set pieces. If you're, if you're not going to play it, you go, you track the run. We don't. We hold that line and we held it perfectly and the linesman didn't do his job. Um, I think we can be more aggressive in the, in attacking uh, set pieces, but I think pretty much defending, them, we don't concede many from set pieces.
1: On the attacking side, though, surely you know when you consider we've got Toby, um, we've got Jan, we've got Dyer, Dyer and Toby. I remember early on a couple of seasons ago, were um we're getting goals from. Corners, Man City, I remember in the 4-1, for example. West Ham as well, I think Toby was on the front yep.
2: post. Yep, all of those. Yep. Uh, Kane, you've, but... you've sort of answered your own question there, though, yeah, Jeff. Because other managers will watch that and say, right, these are the threats, let's block them off. Let's get two on there, let's get three there. So you, you, what, what I think a lot of fans forget is whilst we obviously are watching and concentrating on our team on Spurs, those the teams we've come up against know exactly what we're going to try and do so we have to do it the best we can and 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 sometimes people say do the simple stuff and it's absolutely right if you do simple stuff well it's very hard to defend against but it's very hard to get that simple stuff done to the level that causes other teams problem teams are there to stop us like we are there to stop other teams Foot. this is what you know why football's such a brilliant sport it's not just a you know even if we're done what we're trying to do even if we get the balls in the right areas we still got to then take those opportunities so you've got teams trying to stop us we're pretty good at stopping other teams i mean how many goals get scored from corners in general anyway i mean not very many if i'm honest
3: i'd like to know that stat actually
1: that'd be quite interesting yeah. to find out I th- yeah yeah i think given okay so given given what you know how other teams um tries to sort of negate that threat or that obvious threat that, that we might pose from from corners with the lights of dyers out of our old cane in the air um isn't that even more reason for us to do something different to be a little bit creative you know to try a um a sort of darren anderson telly Sheringham routine which by the way they didn't always pull it off we just that, remember. Right. We 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 remember the times that they did pull it off, or they were close to pulling it off, and then it became sort of iconic for that that era. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I go back to that period of time, and I've i um, Darren Anderson. He's set ball. Lots made of down Darren Anderson, and uh, you know, we often when we think of his name, we we think of um, the the lengthy. Period of time that he was out for yeah. and, and, and injured, but he was a bloody good footballer and he, and he could deliver a, he was. A, a, a good ball. I remember even in the when the man in the raincoat was um, was the manager. We had I think Janola on the near post for corners, and Anderton would whip, whip them in and they'd do the old Arsenal routine or try to anyway with um, yeah. somebody flicking on at, at, at the near post. Um, I don't know. We without... used
2: to do something similar with Carrick as well, didn't we? Carrick would go. Very heavy near post and try and get the flick-ons and into, a, a, you know just to try and do something different. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a reasonable point. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't we used to? We were for at one period we was trying that short corner where Dembele would come over, receive the ball sort of five yards in in from the corner flag. And then Ericsson would whip it in with a bit more angle to do it. And then with a couple of things, times it broke down or or we didn't quite execute that five-yard pass. And then the defenders would be out to it and it would all go wrong and you'd get the you know the typical White Hart lane grown. And I think then they stopped. So, yeah, I, I think football, you've always got to look to... You, you should never look to stop improving. I mean, that, yeah. that absolutely is a given. I mean, that's a given you should always look to improve and try something different and try and affect the game in a different way because to, to, otherwise you come, you, come, you do become more predict- too predict- yeah, predictable. Yeah,
1: there's certainly something to be said for for mixing it up. Um, final thing on yesterday's game. Um, on social media there was um, it was a picture of Lorente doing the rounds um, and he was post-match I can't remember which of the Arsenal players it, it was but he was sort of sharing. Monreal. Monreal, okay. So um compatriot and probably yeah. probably good mates. and ex uh, teammate
2: yeah. probably ex teammate
1: I don't know. And, and they're having a laugh about something and he's smiling and whatever. Now, there was a lot on social media, to be fair, some of it was actually defending Llorente, but it was certainly a lot which was suggesting that this was out of order and, and so forth. So the question I've got for both of you, um, as, a, as a Spurs fan, when you saw that image post-match after we've lost game of football after we've lost to one of our rivals were you pissed off or is it just a storm a teacup
3: well after after a defeat like that anybody laughing with the opposition is going to get picked up on um you know you don't have to do it on the pitch you don't have to laugh with them there you can wait till you get off the pitch perhaps that's a bit disrespectful but I, you know i don't, I don't yeah they're, they're probably friends off the pitch just it is a bit unbelievable but if there's anything in it I don't know really just bad timing
2: I, I, I agree with John I I think what we 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 have to remember and when I say we I mean us fans is, is that Fernando Llorente's weekend wasn't ruined yesterday at half past two his, his weekend wasn't shot to pieces he's a professional footballer now the criticism is be a little bit more aware you know yeah by all means, get down the dressing room. Go in the dressing room and have a laugh away from the cameras, because I don't know about you two, but yesterday I was fuming. You know, it really did mess my day up. You see, I was in a foul mood all day, and and I sort of saw Llorente's laughing later on, and I sort of, it actually made me laugh because it it just reminds me that you know it means so much to us, and it probably does mean. Lots to probably sixty, seventy percent of the players on the pitch, yesterday But there's other players. But it's it's just another game. They don't understand it, and it's clumsy for me. Shouldn't be. He should not put himself in that position where you can see, see, you know. Just get off the pitch. You know, have a laugh with your mate later. I, I I don't particularly care about the fact that he's he's not as bothered as we are. He's a professional footballer. we, we you know it's it, he he doesn't. Love Spurs. He's an employee from Spurs, but I just think it was clumsy, just just silly and, and ill-advised. And I bet he doesn't do it again.
1: Yeah, no, know, I think it'll, it'll, it'll probably some someone will have have a word. I mean, it's. Um, oh, I bet
2: you. The player, it, I bet the other players would be straight onto yeah. him and saying, "Have a look at this," and and he'll get a yeah. bit of ribbing because that you know that they footballers are quite quite brutal with each other as well.
3: It's in it, in the book, isn't? Um... Jesus, the one that's the, the 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 enforcer. He was waiting to have a go at Mike Dean at half time as they yeah, went down the tunnel. Yeah. I reckon he'll rip into Lorente and have a go at him because Who's that? If, if, uh, Jesus uh, punches. Oh, Jesus uh, Perez. Perez. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, if if anything, you can get a sense that, that they understand the passion that the fans have for the club mm-hmm. and what it means to them. So they'll they'll run the rule over him and they'll let him know.
2: Do you oh. um? You know, it's funny you mentioned Jesus Perez. He's actually on Twitter now. Yeah. And. Uh, you're bang on with what you say. He gets it. He absolutely loves being at Spurs uh, as Pochettino's number two. The stuff he puts on Twitter is quite you think Jesus, you know. pun the pun, uh, <laughs> he, he really, he really is very uh, sort of well, quite demonstrative in the way. Sort of like right, match day, and so yeah, I think you might. I think you might be right. He might get a little tap on the shoulder when they go back into training tomorrow before they fly oh they're probably in training today actually because they're flying out to Dortmund tomorrow so yeah he yeah, may get a little uh... it, was,
1: it was ill-timed but I think the, the, thing, yeah, that, th- th- so. the thing that a lot, lot of fans forget is that yeah, a lot of these players particularly the international ones are, are, are mates and I mean, it's not uncommon for example at Man City um, I think the, the tunnel there is sort of transparent in the way that our new tunnel will be at the, at the new stadium and, and quite often post match a lot of that goes on you know players you know post obviously they go into it serious that you know that they'll they'll keep their guard up but but after the game they'll they'll, they'll have a laugh and stuff and yeah. i think i think we we forget that but yeah in the context of yesterday um it's probably ill advice right um we've got dortmund next on tuesday and then west bromwich albion um next saturday uh if I come to you first John Predictions. how do you see those games going?
3: Dortmund? I think we'll get a draw um and West Bromwich Albion uh they're playing really badly. They won't pull us out. It's not going well for them, and I fully expect Dr. Tottenham to rock up for that one unfortunately <laughs> um if if it's t- if life has taught me anything, if a club is struggling for a result and if things are going really badly, the team that they wanna play is us um so But to be honest with you, I think we'll we'll get them. Uh, I think we've got enough to take West Bromwich Albion apart these days, and I think we will do. Our next four are away, so we should be okay in the next four games. I think. And for uh, and for,
1: for Dortmund, in terms of well, firstly, if we if we get a draw, I think Matt should. Put us through as winners as a group. I, I, I think doing the math. No,
2: we need to win. We need, we to, win. need to win. Okay.
3: Nah, yeah, we, it, we,
1: we, 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 we need we it's, need it's, a
2: win. We need a win. Not we not. We can beat Appelwell and lose tomorrow. We just need to win one. We need three more points.
1: I think. I think if assuming both ourselves and Madrid beat Appelwell respectively, right, that's a big assumption, but we should do. We won the group. Then then yeah, a, dr- a draw draw would be enough. I think.
2: No, no, beat just if we lose tomorrow and beat Apoel, we we win the group. We we cannot finish below Real Madrid unless we finish below them on points. We're three points ahead of them, so we only need three more points.
1: Yeah, which which okay, so a win a game. I'm just just saying, if if we got a draw and we didn't get a win, that probably would see us through. I know it would go to the last game, but we we're, st- we're still being the driving seat, surely.
3: Yeah. The, oh no, no, it, we
2: are we are anyway. Even if we lose. Yeah.
3: There's a rumour doing around that Oliver Skip from the, the, the youth setup is going to travel with the squad to Germany and may well feature or get on the bench and play some part. Oh,
2: this 16-year-old?
3: This yeah. yeah, yeah, which is nice, actually. Um, hope, hopefully, oh.
2: I think we'll make a few changes for Tuesday just to yeah. try and get some bodies fit again for Saturday.
3: Well, Dortmund haven't looked like they haven't won in five, four or five games now. Hanover, yep. Applewell, Bayern, Stuttgart—they're not doing that well. So again, this could uh, be. They're another. all
2: over the place. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Can, um, can, can Dortmund? Can Dortmund still qualify out of the group, or are they too far behind now?
1: I don't think. I don't, it, I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think. It, I think it's us and Madrid and nailed it to qualify.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think they can
3: catch the, us. But saying that, carry on talking, and I'll but, check.
1: But bearing in mind, bearing in mind, they've, they've played Applewell twice, so both. So you know, Madrid, Madrid have got Apoel next, and, they, and you're assuming they're going to get three points there. So, well, Dor- Dor- c-
3: Dortmund have got two games left, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they've got two games left, but they're against yeah, so- uh, they're against us and Madrid respectively. Right.
3: So, if if they, if, what's, if- what's the state of the group then? We're on 10 points. Real Madrid have seven. Dortmund and Apuel have two. So right, so Dortmund...
2: that's it then. So, top two sorted.
1: Yeah. Well, no.
3: Dortmund could win six points and they could go above Real Madrid. But they need but Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Right, yeah, yeah, math- yeah,
1: Mathematically, they could. but
3: Yeah. yeah. We're, we're through whatever happens. but Yeah,
2: we're through. We've qualified,
3: yeah. Yeah, mathematically, the other two could still go through ahead of Real Madrid. But
1: right. uh, I can't. Can you see that happening? No. 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 Um, Danny Rose, do you think he'll start? Uh, yeah, I think he could
2: start in Dortmund, yes.
3: Yeah, I think he'll get, I'll get I think him and Ori will get a run
2: out again in Dortmund. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I agree. I think we'll make a few... Will, I think the thing is with Pochettino, it does sort of tend to do things game by game. So he'll assess how the players are this morning, how, we wake, how they wake up, how they respond. But I don't expect to see Kane start tomorrow. Um, see how Ali is. I think Ali needs game time. I, I think he needs to play. But obviously, again... His fitness and and Harry Winks again how bad that ankle is or isn't. Um, I think we'll see a few changes. It, it's possible we could see Foyf play. Um, I'm not sure if I, I think Sun will play. I think Sun will get a game. Sun might get a game ahead of R- Llorente on uh, son <laughs>
1: Sun's got a good. I mean, Sun played in Germany, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: I, I for think by Labuzin Pot-
3: and yeah, somebody else playing Yeah, Potch will play him. I think on Thursday. Yeah, and yeah I think yeah, he, I he think might so start him. Again. Start up, starting up a front in in place of Kane and bring Kane on later on. Um, what you're saying about Ali needing game time, the opposite of that is, is people saying that he should be dropped to get a kick up his arse and 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 push on a bit. So it, it's interesting, you know. There's always a flip side to that argument of saying he needs a game time. He's playing uh, apart from the the ones that he's missed for the Champions League. He's played in nearly every game. So yes.
1: including uh, Barnsley, I think as well.
2: Yeah, I I don't think you get any better sat on the bench, and if it if it's a matter of attitude, Pochettino ain't going to put up with it. You, Ericsson last year when he was struggling in the early part, everyone was screaming out, "Drop him, drop him, drop him." We didn't drop him, and look at the way he finished the season because he had the you know t- form is temporary, it comes and goes, and mm. sometimes confidence a manner of reasons. You know, people are saying it's because his agent this, that, and the other. Maybe it is. I I don't know. I I don't know if it is. I don't know if it isn't. But there's. He will need to start playing well because if he doesn't start playing well, if he is distracted by things, those other things will soon disappear. He will only get if he, if and we're presuming a heck of a lot, the top money and all the rest of it if he's playing like we know he can. So for me, it's, it's I'll leave it to the manager if he's put the, man, the, man, the manager's a very demanding guy. He doesn't allow players just to turn it on when they want. If if Deli Alley is, is not fully focused, Deli Alley will not be playing and he, and he is playing, so that tells me it's just it's just one of them things, he's going for a little bit of a melee, and, and the way you get your form back for me is by carrying on playing. You can't you can't score goals on a bench.
1: Just very briefly Jeff do you, do you see us winning both games?
2: Um I, I think uh, I see us win, I think we'll beat West Brom. I, I that's an absolute given. I, I can't can't make a case of West Brom at all. They are Absolutely dreadful, and I think Pulis, who certain people were, uh, I'm just quite baffling him to mention Tottenham Hotspur and Pulis as the manager in the same breath. Um, I think his his methods have, have caught up with him. I I don't think he's the manager that that he that could survive ten years ago, maybe maybe five years ago, if I'm being generous towards him at Stoke. Um, so Dortmund. I, I, would, I would, if I, if 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 you want me to be decisive and say what I think Could happen, I think it'll be a draw, mm-hmm. because I, I, I'd like to, I think we can win, but I don't know what sort of side we're going to put out on Tuesday.
1: It's it's interesting. It's one of those where maybe if it been early in, early in the competition, you'd say. Yeah, draw, draw won't you know? Draw wouldn't be a bad result. It would be
2: great, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but at this
1: point, it's just like yeah, I'll, I'll take that quite happily because yeah, yeah, you know, and we've already qualified, so it's um in, in some ways it's it's madness to say it in some ways. West, well, it's Rock, a freebie
2: we're... in a way. It's a freebie. The, yeah. the game on Tuesday's a freebie. We don't have to take any risk whatsoever. We can we can play. You know, we can leave Kane out, and I think you know we will. Uh, we we can actually play. 11 fit bodies that are going to give it their all it might not be a good enough side to go and win but I think it'll be plenty good enough to get a positive result and then yeah the focus has got to be on Saturday thankfully it's a Tuesday game so we've got three full days of where we can get players back up to speed get them recovered and, and get them out because December's brutal oh, so the amount of games oh
1: beautiful segue because I am just about to come to that Um, so our next 12 fixtures Right, um, actually 13 if you throw in Applewell, but next 12 Premier League fixtures we've got West Brom at home, we've mentioned, and then Leicester away, and then in December we've got Watford away, um, then we've got Applewell at home, Stoke at home, Brighton at home, Man City away, which is obviously that's the one that stands out on paper, it's been really tough, Burnley away, Southampton at home on Boxing Day, and then West Ham at home on new year's eve and then going into january we've got swansea away um it's not on here or or, or, but um yeah, yeah we'd have an fa cup game and then everton home and southampton away so two things strike me with that if you take out the man city game there's quite a lot of fixtures which on paper are winnable um The second thing is, that's a lot of games particularly in December, but one thing that we've done over the last few seasons particularly last season, is we've actually put good runs over in that Christmas period, and we haven't haven't dropped many points, we've actually really pushed on, and I Mm. think if we can do that again this season and if some of the teams around us struggle relative to us, I I use the word struggle in quotation marks, relative to us, then yeah, we might be able to catch... Or regain some of the points, you know, 11 points behind City. We might be able to get back into third or second. So it's an interesting set, of, an interesting period, busy period, and I think that's when perhaps Delhi playing all of these matches. Um, hopefully, he'll start to show some form then. Um, which he which he did last season as well. Yeah, he he, he's a, was... he
2: may just be a slow starter to the season as well. Yeah, because last year he, he started the season pretty like slow, slowly. Yeah, he's actually got more. Go- I mean, goals aren't beyond end all goals. You can still have a terrible game and get a couple of goals. It doesn't, you know that that isn't necessarily his role. He, he happens just to do it very well. But um, yeah, I think we'll, also though we've got to remember other teams are in the same boat. So while it's going to come thick and fast for us. It's going to come thick and fast for the for the other mm. teams around us as well.
1: Yeah, I think this is this is where it's sort of yeah you'll you you realise the men from the boys as, as it as it were. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think yeah. the, ta- don't think the t- table lives at the moment. The, the teams that you expect to occupy the t- top six places as, as, are, are all there, but I yep. think it will start to, to thin out and we'll see mm. the ones who are, who are serious. Um, right, can, can
3: I just check is that is that West Ham game
2: confirmed at that time now? No, I, I, no, no. It's just, still, no. It's still not. Yeah. and this is TV that are holding it up, which is an absolute joke. But
1: I think it, I think it'll still be the same day. But I just think the time hasn't been. Yeah,
2: no, I think you're right. Yeah. So I
1: can't move it f- um, forward. It can't be
2: New Year's Eve, can it? Sorry, or, or
1: can it be? Well, we've got we've got Swansea already, which I think is going to be televised on the, the Tuesday. On the Tuesday, yeah, the second. So they can't yeah. they can't push it to the first. Otherwise, the no. Swansea game will have to be moved. I suppose they could bring it back twenty-four hours to to Saturday, but then it's, it. Would be, no, they can't
2: because then that clashed with a Burnley game, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and uh, right. So right here is the, the the
3: case for having a winter break and uh, doing away with oh, some no. internationals. Do, no, have, no, do no. away with some internationals and give people a break. You can't, or even thin it out. You can't play that amount of football in in that show. It's it's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous.
1: I think so. Yeah, maybe
2: the schedule scheduling better, but no, I don't, I don't agree with a winter break. A winter break, for me, it's a, we have a winter break. What you'll have is two weeks of teams jetting around the world going kind to of, kind of selling their souls in Dubai and that's Australia, a, where but, but it we, won't be a Christmas that's
3: break. A, but that's, we, a, that's a different matter entirely. Yeah. That's down to the clubs and what they do with it. But you look at what the German clubs, and, uh, uh, the European teams do, they get a Christmas break and they come back for the Champions League. They're all nice and refreshed. Well, we've slogged our guts off and we're all knackered they can they do they do do better uh, in in the closing stages of the Champions League because they're all rested so there is a case for it what the clubs do with it when we're off is down to them but uh, the the case there for a, a, a break is there definitely you can't just say oh they're going to jet off uh, it, it, i don't think that works
2: okay I, I don't i wouldn't, I, I think is it's an extremely traditional time of year for our football I, it, it is maybe we need to we need to see Way of better scheduling it, maybe make the season—I know, a year a year, I year longer. I don't
1: know that won't work. I tell, you, Long, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. what I, if you're talking about traditional, I tell you what. What I'd like to see, and we haven't we haven't had this for a few years. But I'm pretty sure you used to get games over Easter, over over the bank holiday, Easter Monday, yeah, you and Easter, you yeah. don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, don't get that anymore, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, yeah, I quite like game on Boxing Day. I think the problem with the West Ham fixture is, I mean, it's it's on New Year's Eve. Fans don't want to go yeah. to it. P- people people who, who who have to work at Wembley don't want to be working on that day. It's just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I think th- there might be a case for a, a shorter, not as long as they have in Germany, but a shorter winter break, possibly like like maybe a week or so in January. But then that's going to impact the FA Cup to, to some degree, Jess, I mean in january i think the last few seasons um spurs have gone um and not just spurs other clubs as, as well but we we tend to go to Bar- barcelona um for a few days yeah have a training camp yeah yeah, yeah. so it's not quite no, it's not quite a break but um you know maybe there is a case for some sort of break in january a shorter break if, if it could be incorporated but i, I quite like football on, on boxing day right let's finish off with a few questions um Uh, co-chair of Glasgow Spurs Annette Smith asks how long does it take to get a result like this out of your system and what did you do to help get over it
2: um, fans or players us okay go on John Uh, carry on mate um,
3: heroin and furious masturbation Um, no (laughs) you just get on with it Um, I had a couple of pints watching the game yesterday I was thoroughly pissed off I came home spent some quality time with the family my under tens one six one this morning, so I perked up a bit because of that. But yeah, it it does. I was in a funk all afternoon, if I'm honest with you. I was just I was a bit grumpy, and a bit grouchy. But you, so yeah, it, it does take time. But you, I think you just have to move on, and you write you write it off in your own way. I mean, we've discussed the things this after, this this afternoon, and you know we've all we've all rationalised it in our own way in our heads, one way or the other. And I think that's that's the one one thing you have to do. You have to work it out. Everybody knows that we were robbed by the ref. Everybody saw that we underperformed. But we just write it off and you move on. You know that that's that's it. We'll walk into work on Monday morning, and we'll probably get a bit of abuse for some arseholes that go. But you know. We're over it. We're moving on. We know where the next games are. We know where the points will come from. We know we're still with a better team. We all know that Ali and Kane will outperform those cunts across the rest of the season. So, move on. Deal with it. Done.
1: Je- Jess, you said earlier that your weekend was shot to pieces and you're in a fat, foul mood somewhat. How did you get yeah. through? Or, or have, you got, have you got over it?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. But, yeah, I was, I was fuming all day yesterday. And I got home and I was like a bear with a sore head. I, I, my family tolerated me more rather than spending quality I I don't think they would uh, count yesterday evening as spending quality time with me because I was in an absolute. So I just sort of kept myself to myself and, and rather than snap at them, which isn't fair on them, I sort of uh, just kept quiet and, and sort of, yeah, let it. Let it sink in. You know, you got. You're gonna get. You know, I tell you what made me laugh is how many gooners come out of the woodwork yesterday. That I thought I'm. I'm glad to see them because I thought half of them are dead and i have just missed their funerals. <laughs> They've been so bloody anonymous. Um, yeah, i will going to work tomorrow, but I'm. I'm off to Dortmund on Tuesday. So, so really, actually, what the way I'm sort of getting over it is I'm really looking forward to going out to Germany first thing Tuesday morning. So uh, it's we've had good results against them. And you feel on top of the world, and you have bad results, and, and you feel lousy. And I think sometimes you've got to sort of, you know, I think John used a very good word there, rationalise. And uh, at the end of the day, yeah, it's bitterly disappointed. But it, it's a game of football, and what what I've one of the features of our of the Pochettino era era, not era, that was a Freudian slip era is that we respond well to adversity. We mm. have had some bad results and we have re- we respond really well. So, so, you know, if we go to Dortmund, get a positive result there, beat West Brom, it, it's forgotten. I'm not in a foul mood anyway. Well, my under-nines didn't win this morning, but I'll tell you what, we, we actually played really, really well. We lost 2-1, but we actually put we played really, really well, just didn't quite get a rub of green. So, uh, no, that, that did put me in a mood because we, we didn't deserve... In terms of result, but in terms of performance that's nah, good. Um, yeah. So I'm over it now. I'm gonna have a bit of dinner with the family this afternoon, and I'm gonna go and have a couple of pints with a good mate of mine, also a fellow Spurs scene ticket holder this evening. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll slag them off a bit, but yeah, we'll move on.
1: Yeah, life.
2: But I think John covered a lot of it for me.
1: L- life what about you, Jeff? L- For me, I, I don't. Ever, I don't think I ever quite get over things like that. I mean, yesterday it, just, it sort of does. It did, <laughs> it did. It did. It did. Um. Ruin my weekend, and and, I, and I'm still sort of feeling it the, the next day, but but I think that exactly like what you said, Jess. When it if, when it comes to that next match, whoever it whoever it happens to be against, in this case is Dortmund. Um, the best way to get it out of your system is to go in, put a performance, and win that game. That's certainly true, I think, for, for, for players, but I think for fans as well. So I, I you know, if I give you an example of recent times, um, we lost to West Ham. That was disappointing. We then lost to Man United. All right, the United performance wasn't anywhere comparable to, to the game against West Ham, but it was still for me disappointing because it was one of our one of our rivals. I thought it
2: was very yeah. disappointing against Man United, but but not but I know but
1: not in the same. No, no, way no, as well. no, no, not in the same um, no, That was you know that, that and that still hurts now. Just just thinking about it, just just even mentioning both of those games, particularly United one for me. Um, but then who did we play next? Real Madrid. So. Yeah. and we put in a really good performance won the game so that helps I think it's just time it's just time and and and, and, and matches I, I'm still pissed off that we lost to Chelsea back in August just because it's <laughs> Chelsea yeah. but yeah. you know over the course of the season if we put in some really good performances win some games a bit of time passes since since august and then if we finish above them for example and and we win a trophy that's all that that'll you soon forget about that um i'll tell you one thing just as a side um not really spurs related but years and years ago um when i actually cared about um following england in world cups and euros and whatnot it was um the 2002 world cup and because of the scheduling of the time difference a lot of the games were were either at Six o'clock, yeah, six o'clock, yeah, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. I think the latest one was sort of a half twelve kickoff, and we played Brazil in the quarters and lost. And because we lost so early in the day, that was it. That was the rest of the day, and I felt shit for the rest of the day because you just got to get on with the rest of the day. Um, whereas I find, you know, with Spurs, obviously we're normally playing in the afternoon or an evening game. It's a lot easier to deal with because, particularly in the evening, because yeah, that, that's it, and then. Tomorrow's, an, tomorrow's another day but yeah like with earlier kickoffs like, like yesterday there's a lot of the rest of the day ahead of you and you've got to get through that and i, f- I find that quite difficult um can i just, can I just yeah.
3: go back to what, what um was said there about the all the the gooners popping up after they've won mm. they were they were all absent and silent and sitting there and the the blogs that popped up this week saying oh they don't care about us You know, they don't care that they finish below us. It doesn't matter. The blink refrain of what have you won? And then all of us, they were shitting themselves going into that match. They were scared. They were. were, And all of a sudden, you know, we don't turn up. They get a couple of jammy fucking goals and they're on top of the world again and giving it like anything else. They are such a shallow bunch of fucking idiots. The lot of them. Fuck them. Absolutely. Fuck them. They can have their day, they can have their result, but over the the season we'll do better again and we'll finish up, up, above them. And their day's gone. It's the fingernails clinging onto the past, like Liverpool fans do. They're just such a bunch of classless cunts. It's unbelievable. Well,
2: we've still got a chance to put it right at Wembley later in the season. Get our result. Get get uh, get our own back. And and uh, I mean, what what made me laugh is they're going on like they've won the World Cup again, like they did after they beat Hull or. Whatever other no mark team, and uh, I said, "Well, have a little look at the league table because the way you look going on is if you're like beating us six nil and you're 15 points ahead of us, you've actually yeah. dropped two places, you muppets." Yeah. So, yeah, I'd... yeah, it's a harder one. I think, I think what, I'd, what I'd say, you know, what I really want us, and we're not there. We're still, you know, we're still sort of a bit of a work in progress. We need to turn up. Like we did against Real Madrid, home and away, like the way we played, the effort we put in, the 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 risks we took, and if we get beat, so be it, so be it. But against United and yesterday, we played within ourselves, and we played timidly, and we beat, played below ourselves, and we still got beat. So have a go. You know, that's you know, that's the one thing I'd really like just to implore to you know, and and it's frustrating because Pochettino is such a good manager. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna come on and start saying, you know, be bloody completely and utterly ridiculous and start saying, oh, we need a new manager because we don't need a new manager. Pochettino still needs a bit more time, possibly still actually needs some quality money and we'll see whether he gets that or not. But um, I think yeah, it I, needs to be
3: spent right. I think it
2: needs yeah, to be spent Yeah, of course it right. does. It always does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always does. Well, it always does because we can't go out and spend 90 million on a Pogba and then make excuses for that player for a year like Man United have and he had a half-decent game yesterday and they're going on like his Maradona. He had a tap in and a couple of decent passes. Would be
1: do I think that level of performance that we saw against Madrid that, that has maybe been absent has oh, uh, been absent against United away and Arsenal away. Yeah. I th- I think I honestly believe I think we'll we'll see that against City away from home and that's gonna be against well, the, probably the best team. To. But do you know what? I wonder whether I wonder whether we will it's it's a question if it's just the fact that we're gonna we know we have to raise our game, whether there's an element of that whether in some of these matches against Dortmund, for example, or against Real Madrid, whether the expectation is a lot less on us and therefore Maybe. We, we we play better. Um, I don't know. Or whether it's just players raising their game because... I,
2: but even if that's true, Jav, that, that's a worry for me because the, the good sides, the proper good sides, turn up when they're expected to turn up and they rub the opposition, they rub teams... That aren't quite as good as them. They rub their noses in it. Now, we we don't know the full conditions of Kane. Yes, see, we don't know the full conditions of, of Gally. As I mean, Ericsson's just had one of the biggest weeks of his life, so may have been on a you know difficult to get up again in such a short space of time. However, you know, really, you just want to grab the game by the scruff of the nose, uh, game by the scruff of the neck. And if it didn't work, and we still lose two nil. For me, i said, well, you know, we've had a go, we just went up to it. Yesterday, we did. Do we feel like we really had a go? Nah, Yesterday,
1: no. Yesterday, no,
2: no. 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 And that's what I think. You know, that's for. And, and, but the same for me applies to the United game. United, again, it was a lucky. You know, we switched off for a fraction of a second and it got a pop. I mean, even the finish itself was a rubbishy, poxy, jammy scuff shot that bounced over Luis and bounced over the defender. If he'd have hit it properly, he'd have hit out of red or Dyer, I can't remember which one it was, or Luis would have saved it. But because he scuffed it, it sort of bobbled a... It's a Lampard special. But again, in that United game, we played way within ourselves. You know, sometimes you've got to have a go. And if you come up short, playing your best, so be it. You know, that's that's sport. So be it. But, but to leave something... I think you know, for all... That I don't think it was as bad as, as what a lot of people made out yesterday. What, what is it undeniable and what is um, irrefutable is that both United away and Arsenal away and Chelsea at home to a degree, we've left something out there. We we have not given everything and I think that is something we've got to close off. We've got to stop, you know, we've got to stop thinking that, okay, because we're now at a level where we are competing with the top sides, we are competing with the top sides, but now what we've got to go is into the next level, and he start being ruthless with those sides around us.
1: Yeah. We need to be. We need to be cl- clinical and, and not just on yeah. a one off basis. Yeah. Um, okay, yep. F- final two questions. Um, the cockrell, his Twitter handle is at Felix Two. Delhi should be played. These are questions from Twitter. Um, and obviously now you've got more characters, so you can get more. more <laughs> Delhi should be played as one of the double p- pivot in midfield. We've seen how good he, he he can be in that role this season. He's disciplined defensively, appreciates spaces, and sees a pass. He is potentially our our Gerard De Bruyne in waiting. Also frees up a, a spot in front discussed. Now just on that in Pochettino's book um, Pochettino re- re- regards Delhi now as being um, not being a midfielder in fact even though when we signed him he, he, there was a few occasions where he would play um, I think it was some of the early matches he, he might have played alongside a Dire or Dembele in that role Pochettino um, actually said that even though the player thinks sees himself as a mid- midfield player he considers him to be um a second forward if you like or you know somebody playing off like a
2: like a 10 like yeah yeah but like not in a traditional sit off and dictate play 10 but make that run in behind the nine 10 yeah i mean
1: so i mean which well i I respectfully
2: disagree with that point i think his best position is in and around harry kane when them two work together with Ericsson just flitting about as well, that is when we've got that nice little sort of three-point three, three point axis where the movement's great, the passing's great, it's, it's it's clinical, it's good, and all three of those can score goals as well. I think Ali can play in that role, but I don't think that's his best role. I don't think that's his best role at all.
1: I'd agree. I think he can play, but if he, if he does play there, then who do you, who do you drop, for example? Because yeah. cause, cause at the moment, you've got... Um, if they're all fit, you've got Dembélé, Winks, Wanyama, and Eriksson. That's four players competing for for, for two spots. Um, and if you, no, throw, if you again, I put
2: Eriksson further up. Eriksson's further up the pitch. I, don't, I think it's Winks. Winks. Who Dyer, And Wanyama. You said I said
1: Eriksson. I said. All right. I meant. Sorry. Uh, Winks, Dembélé, um, Dyer, Wanyama, and, and Wanyama. Those four. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you if you throw Delhi into the mix. Then that's going no. to be quite congestive. So it, 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 it's interesting. He might well further, you know, ten years from now when he's when he yeah, starts to sl- yeah. slow down, he, he might play further deep. But
2: um... I think what the what one of the features of the the Delhi Kane combo was the amount of goals Delhi would set up for Kane and Kane vice versa. But not only that, if you, I mean, if you take the Chelsea game last year at, at White Hart Lane, the two nil. It was actually Ali's late runs because Chelsea knew that Kamra was a danger, so they marked him out of game, and Deli Ali filled those spaces lovely, not you know, and quite subtly scored two very good headed goals, and I think we've got to get those those three firing. Those three firing, it's too much for a defence to sort out. You can't cancel all three out. You might cancel one out. You might, if you're really good, cancel two out, but to cancel all three out. I think they cancelled themselves out yesterday, which was disappointing. But um, no, I mean, Ali, yeah, he can can play there. But I respectfully disagree and say uh, his best position for me is in and around Harry Kane.
1: John, how about you?
3: I would say if we can get our front three firing, they are unstoppable. And Ali Ali just needs to be sat behind Kane, following him in, arriving late into the box, picking up those scrappy little balls that come bobbling in or offering a cutback so he can shoot and score. And the same with Ericsson. They both can do that sort of role. One from the left, one from the right through the middle. They both offer something different in that, just in just that little bit behind Kane. If Kane pushes forward, anything that comes comes back, they can grab. Um, but the thing is, he, I think he's proven that he could do a bit of a deeper role as well. He's quite yeah. flexible in that. He can, he can play just in front of 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 uh, a, a Winks or a Wanyama or a Dembele and then link up play. He's not quite Modric and he's metronome tick-tock nah. and making the game move on, but he can sit in there and do that.
2: He doesn't move the ball quickly enough in that role to be like Modric. He always has to have that extra touch, whereas at the other end of the pitch, that extra touch might actually pull a bit of space for someone else. It actually hurts you more if you're deeper because actually you need to move the ball quicker when you're deeper because obviously it's more critical you don't lose the ball as well. But um, he's also got this tendency to do a nice little flick or try and nutmeg someone or something like that, and that isn't that isn't well. It's bad cricket, you know. It's, it's not cricket to be doing it in front of your own penalty area. Up the other end, you do what you want. It's, you want to you know you want to see a bit of magic, so it's fine.
3: I, I think we can go toe to toe with any of the top five or six with the players that we've got in in that front attacking lineup. I think again, I think it was mentioned last week is our midfield up to it, and I think our attacking options are. We just need to get them firing again they're definitely they, they, we've got the options there we've got the skill we've got the players they've got the knowledge they've got the 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 cojones. they can do it they we, we just need to the Pot just needs to work out how to get them firing again
2: oh our best our best eleven is a match for everyone yeah. Yeah. not just for anyone for everyone and and that's really what we need to try and get back on the pitches our top top eleven our first
1: eleven i would I would love to know um what our best 11 is now, given that Uh, a few years ago, I I could name it easily a couple of years ago, but now given some of the acquisitions, you know, Sanchez, um, how Winks has pushed on. um, And the fact that, for example, we we play sometimes with a back three, that, that, that would be an, you know, how, who you would start with. I, I think probably about nine or 10 of those players you could, you could, you could name. Well,
2: your three cent your three pick themselves i think if you're if you're gonna go from what we've done most of the time this season is player back three then your three pick themselves toby uh, sanchez and and vatonga and they pick themselves for me I think where you get the conjecture and where you get the debate the is in the fullback yeah, area yeah, yeah that's uh, for me oria isn't quite up to speed now so I'll just give Trippier the edge but I think as time goes on oria will because he's got pace. And unfortunately, in that role, you and in the way we play, we need pace. That is the pace we have. That's where it comes from, is our full-back areas. So I'd like to see Rose also back up to speed uh, in the midfield in front of him. then you've got, for me, it, at the moment, if you're talking best side, it, it's two or three. And the, two, the three that I would select the two from would be Winks, Dyer and Wanyama. I don't think Belly currently gets in our best 11. Then up the field you you've got to, you've got to make space for Ericsson, Kane, and Ali, and then, and and that would be pretty much how would be my best eleven.
1: And so then, it, and the, po- the five uh, at the back. And then possibly a, f- a fit match fit, you know. Firing on all cylinders, Lamella would 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 yeah yeah well, would, would, but he,
2: you know would, at the moment he's not anywhere near that no yeah, I, I mean, know but that would yeah, yeah, be
1: that would be that no, really, would be interesting um, when he's when he's really really back in contention um, final yeah. final question um, Mark Stoll Dembele, a fading force in midfield in the, sorry a fading force in the middle looks like injuries are taking their toll on him um, opinions um, I've just added that. Um, I think John, you mentioned this right early on in the season. I think you expressed a concern that Musa might be in that sort of ledly territory, not not being able to blast a full full ninety. Um, his, his his contract is due to run out in the summer of twenty nineteen. Um, the question I've got is: Should should the club extend it? Um, has he got a future? Because for me, I I feel that. I would start Winks if you're going to put two whether you go for a back three or whether you go for a back four if you're going to have two players sitting in front of that front of that defense I would have Winks almost certainly at the moment on form um and I've I'd have if they're fit either one of Dier or, or or Wanyama whichever one's fit and available um and I don't think I'd go for Dembélé and that pains me to say it um i still have him I still have him in the squad I'd still have him coming off the bench maybe with 20 minutes to, to, to go, but I, I hate to say it, but I don't think I think the fact that he's... Has he, has he played a full 90 this season?
3: No, and I don't think he's capable of it. If you, if you look at him yesterday, I don't think he's capable of it anymore, unfortunately. And he'd be a nice player to keep around, but is he an impact sub? I don't think he is. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a pity. I think we we may have seen the best of him.
1: This is very harsh, but but just a simple yes or no. Would you, if you were, if you were Daniel, forget if you're well, if he's going to have a say in it. As well, if you're Pochettino, if you're Daniel Levy, would you extend his contract in 2019?
3: Only to try and get money if we sell him because he'll go on a free somewhere and he'll probably do a job for a, a season because they could put up with the, the the hour that he'll play. But if a yes or no, no. Okay.
1: No. Jess.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's undeniable he is a fading force. I think his body has caught up with him. Um, I'd say the key difference between him and Ledley King is Ledley King's role in a mid in a back four, sitting as a defender. You don't have to get around a pitch like Dembele has to. So Ledley King, you can you can as a centre half, you can manage the game, and, and we've seen plenty of brilliant centre halves do that. Paul McGrath, yeah. uh, Ledley King, there's been others too, that they just know where to play. Even John Terry, to a degree, know where to play, know where to be, read the game brilliantly. Dembele sitting in front of the back four, being that holding midfield, I think those days are over. For me, I love Dembele. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. But I don't... I, it, for me, he's also a bit of an, an, an enigma. I don't think we've ever known what his best positions in. He's played like deep. He's been brilliant, and other days he's been awful. Then we've played him up, sort of in a ten, and some days he's been brilliant, and some days he's been awful. He's never capped under Pochettino. He's never grabbed the role and held it and become one of the undroppables. He's. he's there's always. Um, I,
1: th- I think that. I think the one, under
2: Pochettino. I think. Under Pochettino.
1: I think. I think the one season under Pochettino when I sort of really. And I was I was a bit of a, I was a critic of, of of Dembele early on under Pochettino I I I never favoured the idea of him playing further up the pitch because I thought he held on to the ball for too long. Where I thought he, he really doesn't shoot. He doesn't shoot, but he we know he can, but he Yeah, he, exactly. We know that which makes it even more frustrating. Um, you know th- th- that's where my frustration stemmed from with him initially under under Pochettino because I I knew what he could do Fulham and to a degree initially when he was uh, when when we signed um, for us under Avb um, but I, f- I thought his best position that 2015 16 season was with Dyer wh- when we played um, 4231 and it was him and yeah, Dyer yeah. because so I thought you know, I thought you know, I thought you know, I thought they contrasted yeah. each other really well you had yeah. Dyer who would sit there and. You know, was a more sort of defensive type midfielder who could break it up, and then you have you had Dembele, who would who, was, who you know wasn't a t- sort of a tough tackling type midfield player in in, no. in 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 the dire sense, but he could sit in front of the back four, he could pick it up, he could turn, he could do that thing with his shoulder. He'd and never he never lose the ball. Absolutely, and and then he and, and now he lay on lose to, the ball. Yeah. that's the problem. And he lay it on to Ericsson, who would then start to move further forward up at the pitch. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know. Winks, a different sort of player, but he's really coming into his own now. And I like the idea of. We, we didn't mention him, but he, he came on yesterday. And I thought for the little little period of time that he was on the pitch, um, again, I, I like what I see. Um, and I think, yeah, a Winks alongside a Wanyama or a Dyer is probably our best bet. It's sad, though, but. Yeah, it in, is. Injuries. I mean, what, what age is he now? He's, I think he's, he's only 30
2: you say he's only 30 but I mean his type the, the way he plays and the sort of injuries he's had I mean you've got to remember what what I think I don't know how where people are but he's had to manage his hip injury now pretty much for six years yeah. and it's like Ledley with with his knee you have to manage an injury like that it will take its toll it will definitely shorten the length of your career what, what I would say about a new contract I, I think it's easy for us to say because obviously you know we, we, there's no consequences for us we don't we do you know, the only consequence is if we say, Oh yeah, don't give him a new contract and he's brilliant for three years somewhere else, then we we think, Oh god, well maybe we're a bit silly there. Um so what I'd what I would say is I said we've got we've still got to wait and see how he is with this with his foot problem he's now managing. Um for me I I'd start I would I think he can still play a role at the club because he is still pretty versatile. So I wouldn't dismiss giving him a new contract but i think you've certainly got to bear in mind probably the rest of this season then and then pochettino and the powers that be at the club have got a decision to make as to whether they i i I wouldn't mind just letting him run his contract out if they are (coughs) not going to offer him a new one but i doubt very much we want the club are, are quite efficient in the way that they uh Protect their assets, and and when I say protect their assets, I mean from a monetary point of view mm. as much as anything. So I I wouldn't be anti giving him a new contract, but I wouldn't be su- completely surprised if uh, if they sort of said, well, you know, uh, you know, w- enough's enough. And uh, but we'll see. I I think we we need we need pro- possibly some more quality in that area as well. So maybe getting Dembele off the wage bill and bringing a younger, hungrier. More suited to what Pochettino actually wants, type player might be the way forward as well. But you know, that's that's people there that are paid a lot of money to make those decisions have got to have got to make them. So
1: somebody like Ross Barkley, that's a
2: question. I think <laughs> Ross Barkley's different again, though, isn't he? I don't think Ross Barkley is is. I think Ross Barkley. I tell you what, Ross Barkley. I think is more like what they're trying to get out of Sissoko. Someone that takes the ball forward quickly, but the difference is Ross Barkley does contribute with goals, and and I think that's one thing you can say about Soko. He doesn't bring anywhere near enough goals that you want from that role. And and you could say the same about Dembele, and that's possibly why he's migrated towards the back of the team rather than because he started as a striker. I mean, he's a striker. Fulham bought him as a striker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, interesting one. I mean, yeah, two years down the line, it'd be thirty-two, um, unless unless there's a change in terms of his injuries, um, then I, I can see him running out of that contract. And I, and I think at thirty-two, if he can get a free transfer some, somewhere else, good, good good luck to him. Um, if, yeah. if if he can if if he can, man, well, if he if somehow if if he can defy nature and turn around that situation, then who knows? M- maybe he'll be offered a one-year contract and do what um, United... Or a lot, I mean, he a lot could of...
2: well be offered that anyway. That could happen anyway. But yeah, mm. I'm I'm total agreement.
1: He's certainly got, as you said earlier, John, he's certainly got that um, in and around the dressing room. He's got experience um, yeah. he's in, and he and, and need a few characters like that. Right, um, the next podcast we should be recording will be a week's day, day after the West Brom game. Um, thank you, John.
2: Thank you very much, Jeff. Cheers, Jess.
3: Thank you, Jess.
1: Cheers, John. Um, cheers Jeff and um, until then the future's bright the future's lily white night. come on Tottenham
0: stick it in the goal come on Tottenham the pace are bloody slow you are the first team the last team my dreams have ever seen
1: put on that lily white and run on to that green
0: White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its load of we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey, come I'm on beat Tottenham, beat stack it in the a goal. Oh, come I'm on beat Tottenham, beat. don't be so bloody show You are the Do first you know team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that and white and, and run on to hand that, hand that green. green. Oh, we've seen come them come, come, we've seen come them go. The name's up on our come shirt. Come have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out overheard